Welcome to Find Your Sexy, the podcast that encourages self-love and celebrates female sexuality. I'm your host, Kelsey Valletta, and I want to help you discover your own unique sexy and learn to embrace it every single day. Thank you so much for joining me as we break the stigma together. Welcome back to Find Your Sexy. Today is a very exciting day because it is August 1st and my new online course, The Confident Queen Code, is officially live. It's up, running, live in action, ready for you to begin your transformation. So if you already pre-enrolled in the course, you're able to log in and get to work. And thank you so, so much for everyone who pre-enrolled and to everyone who is thinking about taking the course, wants to take it in the future, thank you so much for trusting me to guide you along your confidence journey. So for this episode, I, I wanted to take a minute and walk you through how stepping into my confidence truly changed my life and what that journey has been like for me and what some of those pivotal moments were throughout my life where I learned major lessons that led me to confidence or I learned major lessons from turning my back on myself and operating from manufactured confidence or having a complete lack of confidence. So obviously I haven't always been the version of who I am today or been at this confidence level of where I am today. So I want to take you back to 2004. In 2004, I was about 13 years old and I suffered from an eating disorder. And it was, it was pretty scary. And it was that experience And the truly the healing from that experience that taught me my first major lesson in how to take care of myself, in body gratitude, and where I derived my confidence from. And it wasn't like I healed from that and voila, I I was healed forever and on this path to unwavered confidence by any means. But... Going through that really gave me an opportunity to look at the relationship that I have with my body, how I view my body, and begin to reframe some of the stories that I had told myself, some of the labels I had been living underneath. And it also taught me that I was truly relying on confidence and self-esteem and self-worth from what other people thought, from what society and the media told us was beautiful, pretty, acceptable, worthy as a woman, let alone a 13-year-old girl. So that was the first major lesson that I had involving confidence. So then I go on, I, I live my life, I go to high school, go to college, have the time of my life, And after college, I moved to Los Angeles. If you did not know this about me, I have acted pretty much my entire life. And it had been my dream since the time I was about five years old to work in the film industry. And I actually went to college for film production. So I was very excited 
to move to Los Angeles. It was always my plan, never had a plan B. I was going to act, produce, direct, whatever I could do. And I had been there for a few years and the years were slowly eating away at me. What I found was, number one, I was not as good as dealing with rejection as I thought I would. And uh, if you want to build a career in that industry, oh, you better be so good at handling rejection because that's what your career is, is dealing with rejection. But so much of my experiences revolved around the way that I looked and oftentimes having it be more important or other people placing more value on my physical appearance than my talent. And that was very, very difficult for me but it was my dream. And so I found myself slowly slipping back into paying attention to what I ate and really, really putting a lot of effort into the way that I looked. And not that there's necessarily anything wrong with that, but for me and my past and some of the things that I have dealt with, it probably wasn't the healthiest thing for me. And it got to the point where... I I went in to have a meeting with an agent. I was trying to get an agent and they they didn't even want to hear me read. So again, the focus was not on talent, but they took pictures of me and I had one agent tell me that underneath my eyes were too baggy and what I should do is start wearing hemorrhoid cream underneath my eyes. So what did I do? You better believe I probably for the next year put hemorrhoid cream under my eyes to tighten up the skin. And at this point, I was like 22, 23, which is crazy. And at the same time, I was starting to get more and more interested in in really, you know, I'm going to say this phrase that I always say is crazy and it makes me cringe, but figuring out who I am. And if you know anything about me, you, you know at this point that I don't believe there's any, I don't believe that there's any figuring out who you are. You already know who you are. What you actually need to put your time and effort into is figuring out who you are not and peeling away all the ways that you've, that you've developed behaviors and beliefs in order to please others or fit in that aren't authentic to who you are. But at the time, you know, I was just really getting curious about looking inward and growing as a person. And I really liked who I was becoming, but I, I felt like it was really difficult for me to be who I was really at my core and who I wanted to be. While in the career I was pursuing, I felt like I had I had to constantly be who others wanted me to be in order to fit a mold, in order to get a job, literally get a paycheck to pay my bills. It was a huge point of contention for me, and I just realized it was not healthy. And that was hands down, one of the most difficult moments in my life. Because in 2016, I moved back to Arizona, which is where I'm from. And I immediately fell into a depression like I've never experienced before. I had had no job. Uh, I felt like a complete failure. I was so embarrassed because my whole life this was all I ever planned on doing. And everybody in my life, everyone who knew me, they knew that this is what I was going to do. So I was embarrassed. I felt like I had failed or given up 
or been like any other person who says that they, you know, moved to LA to pursue a a career in the entertainment industry. And I just immediately was judging myself so hard. Oh, so hard. And I, that was really the first time I really got to experience firsthand how powerful our self-talk is and how much we control the narrative and the story that we tell ourselves. And unfortunately, during that time, I was also in a very toxic and in ways abusive relationship as well, where I was made to feel like I could not speak up or state my opinion or it was a fight. Everything was always my fault. I was made to feel so less than. And it got so bad that at one point my jaw actually locked. And like it was a whole serious situation. I had to go get an injection to as actually physically unlock my jaw. Um, but that was, I mean, talk about the body keeping the score if you've ever read that book. But that was really my body screaming at me and manifesting the fact that I felt like I couldn't use my voice and speak up. So my jaw just locked. And this was probably, I mean, scratch that. Let me take that back. Not probably. That was absolutely hands down the worst time in my life so far. And in so many ways, I'm very grateful because if that's the worst that it's ever been, like and it ever will be, I am very lucky and very grateful. But it was my reality and it is part of my story and it did feel like I was truly so lost. And I don't know about you, but since the time I was little, I had a very clear vision of the woman that I just, in my soul, I knew I was going to be. Like I had an intuition about the person I was going to become And I also call this, like, envisioning my main character energy from the time I was little. Like, I saw her, what she was wearing, what she was doing. And during this time in my life, I felt like that vision of myself was farther and farther away. I felt like I was sliding down the edge of a mountain. And that version of me, that highest version of myself was standing at the top of the mountain and I kept sliding down and she kept getting smaller and smaller, smaller and farther away. And I felt extremely hopeless. And what happened was at one point, one day, I had locked myself in the bathroom. And it was the only place I felt like I could, like no one could bother me. Which I can, I, I really feel for the parents out there who, who, you know, oftentimes will say, Sometimes they can't even go to the bathroom by themselves because it was at my at this point in my life, I truly felt like if I just went to the bathroom, like no one could bother me. No one could tell me what to do. I would take like an hour long shower to just like try to drown out the thoughts that I was having about myself, how I felt like a failure, how I was in this horrible relationship. And I felt so, so trapped in all areas of my life. And I was in the bathroom, like leaning over the sink. And I just happened to look up into the mirror and it was the first time that I felt like I really just looked into my eyes and saw myself in my own reflection. And the first time I really got to see and accept and experience how, number one, 
unhappy I was. Number two, how much I didn't recognize myself because I wasn't the person I thought I would be at that point in my life. And number three, it was the first time that I had my intuition really screaming at me in that moment, knowing that that wasn't it for me, that there was more, that I deserved better. And it was in that moment that I started just talking to myself in the mirror. And this was my first real, like, it's surreal to think about. Like, this was the first experience I had with my version of mirror talk and truly witnessing the power that it holds. And when I say that it is like the magic secret, secret, top secret key to to really boosting your confidence, like, trust me, I know because I've, I've done it time and time again in times of need and it works every single time. But it was in that moment I started having a conversation with myself in the mirror and I cannot tell you exactly what I said. I'm sure my adrenaline was pumping. It was years ago, but I decided right then and there with my own reflection, I chose to view her as my, my friend. I knew at that, in that moment that we had to have each other's back. I knew that I couldn't spend my time and energy being angry with her, hating her, you know, resenting her. I had to choose to believe in her, to love on her, and to forgive her for anything in the past because we deserved better moving forward. And that was really the moment everything changed for me. Everything changed for me in that moment. And then in 2020... I was finally out of that relationship. I had started this podcast, which was actually back in 2019. And in 2020, I decided that I wanted to help other women along their self-love and confidence journey using the tools and techniques and the experiences that I had learned over the years throughout my own self-love and confidence, and I'll even say healing journey. I was having so many conversations with women that all led back to a lack of confidence, a lack of feeling like they were worthy enough to love themselves, also feeling like they weren't sexy, feeling so much shame around that, which is why my business is called Find Your Sexy. It's all related. And so I knew that it all made sense. Like at that point in time, every it all made sense. Everything that I had gone through and everything I had experienced and everything I had learned and everything that didn't work out and everything that did work out all led me to this place where I was able to then make a decision that I wanted to use everything I had experienced to help other women who have felt something similar and be a guiding hand to help them navigate their way through all of this stuff. So I went and got my coaching certification because I wanted to make sure I really knew how to help people the most effectively and started my business. And that doesn't mean that my own self-love and confidence journey just ended. I, it is something that I work on every single day. I am constantly learning new ways to build 
build authentic confidence and to practice self-love and what it looks like and what it feels like and how that might work for me versus others. And now in 2022, as I'm launching my first online course, which I'm so excited about, I can honestly say that I am the most confident version of me that I have ever been. And who I am today and how I feel, like it's not even about how I look on the outside, truly how I feel is exactly that version of me that I envisioned when I was a little girl. That version of me that was on the top of the mountain, who at one point in time seemed like she was getting farther and farther away than where I was at that time. I made my way back to her. I stepped into her. I embodied her. And it wasn't even something I was aware of that I was doing. But because I committed to just every day doing the next best thing that made me feel like I was being the most authentic to who I was, doing anything and everything that made me feel good, made me feel confident, letting go of the labels and what anyone else thought about the choices I was making in my own life, all of a sudden before I knew it, I was that version of me. I am now living my life as the main character. It's not always easy. It's not always an image or a look or a feeling where I'm fitting in with others, where I feel understood, but it is the most gratifying and most fulfilling feeling. Being able to say without a doubt that I am the highest version of me that I always dreamt of becoming. And I am the most confident I had, I've ever been in my entire life. So I just wanted to share that with you in case you haven't heard parts of my story. And of course, there's so much. But I, if I was sitting here giving you my entire life story, whew, it might as, well be, might as well be an audiobook. But this is a podcast. So I'm giving you the condensed version of the big moments in my life that really taught me to choose me and that it's okay. And you also have those moments in your life where you were given the opportunity to learn a lesson and push through and change and grow and forgive yourself. And just know that it doesn't end. You still get to decide. If you are at a point or a season in your life right now where you just know there's more for you, if you can relate to what I was explaining about knowing and envisioning this higher version of you and knowing how she feels, and if you feel like you're not there and you don't know how to get there, I want to help you. I want to help you because I know what that feels like. I know what that feels like. Just do not give up. Promise me one thing, that no matter what, you will not give up. You got to keep choosing yourself because you deserve that. All right. If you are interested in my online course, The Confident Queen Code, it is out live. I'll put the link in the show notes for you to learn more about exactly what we'll learn in that course, which is a lot of what we talked about. Honestly, like I said, it's a lot of what I learned and tools that I used really that caused my transformation. So that is always open and available to you as well as one-on-one coaching if you're ready to like really uncover some stuff and go deep and have a really 
really impactful transformation. I am always here for you. And of course, just keep listening to the podcast because if you're here, it's obviously helping you remind yourself that you are worthy of practicing self-love. You are worthy of feeling confident and proud of feeling confident. And obviously, you are sexy just as you are right now. So thank you so much for listening. I love you, love you so much. And until next time, go out there and find your sexy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For more information, visit findyoursexy.co or follow me on social media at Kelsey Valletta. And if you would like to leave a five-star review of the show, I would be so grateful. Actually, I can't think of anything that would be more sexy.